Welcome to another episode of A Light to the Children's Ministry with your host, the Apostle Ruben. Peace be unto you, brothers and sisters of the Most High. I'm your host, the Apostle Reuben. Now, brothers and sisters, in this short podcast episode, I'm going to be going into the Bible to show you that the law of sin and death is not talking about the Ten Commandments. I'm going to be proving this to you in the Bible. I want to open up in the book of Romans chapter 3. This is where the Sunday church goes to try to show that those that keep God's commandments are not justified by the works of the law. We're going to look into this very carefully. I want you to see this. It says this, therefore, by the deeds of the law, there there shall no flesh be justified in his sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. So when you look at this, they're going to say that by the law, by us keeping the law, all that do is show us that we are sinners. So what does it mean when it says, see, And brothers and sisters, I tell you, these pastors read these scriptures and then go on their own hearts for about 10 minutes and then come back and read another verse out of the Bible without showing you what Paul is talking about when he says, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. What law showed you the knowledge of your transgression? Leviticus 4.23. Leviticus chapter 4, verse 23. I'm going to show you what work of the law showed you your sin. Leviticus 4.23. Leviticus 4.23. Now, I'm going to show you, again, this has nothing to do with the Ten Commandments. Leviticus 4, verse 23 says, Or if he sin, wherein he has sinned, come to his knowledge, the law is the knowledge of sin, he shall bring an offering of a kid of the goats, a male without blemish, and he shall lay his hands upon the head of the goat, and kill it in the place where they kill the burnt offerings before the Lord. It is a sin offering. Verse 28. Let's drop down to verse 28. Verse 28 says, Or if he sin, or, or if his sin, which he has sinned, come to his knowledge, then he shall bring an offering, a kid of the goats, a female without blemish, for his sin which he has sinned now 
Notice the word knowledge, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. What were burnt offerings called in the Bible? Let's go to Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10. Hebrews 10 verse 8 says, Above when he said sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offerings for sin thou wouldest not. Neither had his pleasure wherein which are offered by the law. So it was also law. See, I'm, I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, it was also law to offer the burnt offerings for sin. That was law as well. So by this law, Paul is talking about we acknowledge the sin. Now, remember, what we're going to take a look at is Acts 13. Acts chapter 13. This is how these preachers are, 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 are tricking people, not going over it in full detail. Acts 13, verse 38 and 39. Then we're going to go back and look at some more scripture. Acts 13, verse 38 says, be it known unto you, therefore, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. Now, in order to get forgiveness of sins before Christ, how did they get the forgiveness of sins in the old covenant? It had to be a way, I should say. They got forgiveness of sins before christ this is very important for us to understand how did they get it let's go back to the book again to leviticus same chapter four leviticus chapter four verse 26 says and he shall burn his fat upon the altar as the fat of the sacrifice of the peace offering and the priest shall make an atonement for him as concerning his sin, and it shall be forgiven him. So in order for you to get your sins forgiven under the old covenant, it had to be by sacrifice. It had to be by sacrifice, by a priest. Let's drop down and read one more. Let's go to verse 31. And he shall take away all the fat thereof, as the fat is taken away from the sacrifice of the peace offering. And the priest shall burn it upon the altar for a sweet savor unto the Lord. And the priest shall make an atonement for him, and it shall be forgiven him. So the way to forgive sins before Christ was through sacrifice. Let's go back to Acts 13. Acts 13, verse 38 says, Be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. Wait a minute. The Pharisee has something to say about that. Let's go back. Before we read verse 39, let's go back to Matthew. Let's go back to Matthew chapter 9 and verse 1. 
It says, and he entered into the ship and passed over and came into his own city. This is Christ. And behold, they brought unto him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, Jesus, seeing their faith, and said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man is, this man blasphemeth. Why did they call Christ a blasphemer? Because according to the first covenant in Leviticus chapter 4, the way to get forgiveness of sin was through atonement, which came by sacrifice. That was the way to forget, get forgiveness of sins. And the Pharisee didn't understand. How can this man come and forgive sins when we know that the way to forgive sins was by sacrifice? Watch this. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? For whether it is easier to say, thy sins be forgiven thee, or say, arise and walk. But watch this. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Wait a minute. Christ has the power on earth to forgive sins. Now wait. I want you to, I, I have a lot to cover. Let's get John 5. Let's get John 5. John 5, verse 13 and 14. It says this, And he that was healed risked not who it was, for Christ had conveyed him away. A multitude being in that place, afterwards Jesus findeth him in the temple, in the temple, the place they did the sacrifice, and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon thee. Now, this is something that the pastors do not preach in Sunday church. Why are these people sick with the palsy? Why do they have demons? Why do they have the need to be healed? Because it is in the law in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28. Because remember, if the man that had palsy had to be forgiven of his sins. Now, it doesn't make sense. Why does Christ say to a man that is sick with palsy that is it easier to say thy sins are forgiven this shows, brothers and sisters, that the reason why the people were sick was because of sin. It isn't just that they were sick and that's just the way it was. It was because of sin. That's why in Deuteronomy 28, verse 58, it says, If thou will not observe to do, Deuteronomy 28, verse 58, all the words of this law 
that are written in this book, thou mayest fear this glorious and fearful name, the Lord thy God. Then the Lord will make thy plagues wonderful and the plagues of thy seed, great plagues of long continuance, sore sicknesses, and long countenance. Moreover, he will bring upon thee all the diseases of Egypt, which thou was afraid of. And they shall cleave unto thee. Also every sickness and every plague, which is not written in the book of this law, them will the Lord bring upon thee until thou be destroyed. Do you not see? The preachers don't teach you that God brought these things upon his children because they disobeyed the law. It's a side note. Anyone cry, see, they don't pay no attention to the healing. They were being healed because of the transgression. Generation. God brings them, brings that upon the third and fourth. That's why the Bible says in the book of Exodus. We got to pay attention, brothers and sisters, because the preachers are guiding the people to death. When you look at Exodus chapter 20, now you know what this means. Exodus chapter 20, verse 5 says, Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, other gods, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, visiting the iniquities. And I'm going to go far into this verse on another podcast episode, visiting the iniquities. What was Christ doing? Come on now. Hold up. The footnote there. Let's go back to Acts 13. Acts 13 verse 39 says, and by him all that believe. Now you can't believe. See, remember, they have taken believe and made it a thought. But believe was actually an action. See, Christ says in uh, the book of John, the book of John, chapter 12, verse 46, I am a light. I, I come a light unto the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. That's sin. If you believeth on Christ, you're not going to transgress the Ten Commandments. Because he said in Matthew 19, verse 16 and 17, when the rich man asked, how should I obtain eternal life? In verse 17, he named off the Ten Commandments. Now, he didn't have to name off the Sabbath because they were keeping the Sabbath. They weren't breaking the Sabbath. Christ knew he was Lord of the Sabbath. Matthew 12, verse 8. Luke 6 and 5. Mark 2, 27, 28. Christ was Lord of the Sabbath. Not Sunday of the Sabbath. There's no scripture where Christ admits to be Lord of Sunday. These preachers, again, trying to justify not keeping the Sabbath, will say anything. Let's go back to Acts 13. It says, and by him, Acts 13, verse 39, and by him all believe are justified 
from all things, not some. We'll explain to you what that means. All things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. What was the law of Moses? Let's go back and see what the law of Moses was. Let's get Exodus, not Exodus, but Ezra. Ezra, real quick. Let's take a look at the law of Moses. Ezra chapter 3, verse 2 says, Then stood up Jeshua, the son of Zadok, the priest. That's who he was, the son of Zadok, and his brethren, the priest, and Zerubbabel, the son of Shalotiel, and his brethren, and building an altar of God of Israel to offer burnt offerings thereon, as it is written in the law of Moses, the man of God. Now, we already understand that in Matthew 8, verse 4, and Matthew 5, verse 23, Christ in his day was dealing with the same gift that was put on the altar. Because he had not yet died. So they're still doing the works of the law, which is the priesthood. You'll find the same thing written, the law of Moses, will always be compared to sacrifice and circumcision because the commandments preceded Moses. The ten preceded Moses. First Chronicles 6, verse 49. First Chronicles 6, verse 49. Real quick. First Chronicles 6, verse 49 says, But Aaron and his son, offered upon the altar there's the altar again of the burnt offerings and on the altar of incense and were appointed for all the work of the place most holy and to make atonement for israel according to all that moses the servant of god had commanded again sacrifice the law of moses Let's move to another scripture. Second Chronicles 23. Verse 18. Also Jehoiada appointed the offices of the house of the Lord by the hand of the priest of the Levites, whom David had distributed in the house of the Lord to offer burnt offerings of the Lord as it is written in the law of Moses with rejoicing and with singing as it was ordained by David. Again and again, the Bible calls the law of Moses sacrifice. Remember, it's also written in Matthew 8, verse 4, as Moses commanded. John 1, 17, Moses brought the law, but Christ brought grace and truth. But the truth is in the law also. The truth is freedom. One covenant, as he as as we have read in Galatians 4 before. So in Acts 13 39, we see that Moses' law, which dealt first with sacrifice, could not justify you as you being in Christ keeping the law, 
you're justified by all things. You cannot believe in Christ and sin. Christ said you can't do that. If you believe on me, you shall not dwell in darkness, and darkness is transgression. John 16, verse 9, again Christ says it. He says, and when he has come, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit, he will reprove the world of sin. So the Holy Spirit reproved the world of sin. Not just lets you know he can't get into the spirit, can't get into people that don't keep the law. Right here. And of righteousness and of judgment, of sin, because they believe not on me. If you sin, you don't believe on Christ. So when you go back to Acts 13. Verse 39, it says, all of all them that believe in Christ are justified by what the law of Moses could not justify you by. See, the law of Moses was not the Ten Commandments. Even though Moses received the Ten, his law was based on the priesthood because Moses was a Levite. Now, what, did, what, does, what does it mean when it says, you cannot be justified by all you could that in Christ you could be justified by all things that you couldn't be justified by in the law of Moses. Let's go to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 9. And I'm going to read verse 19 down to 22. It says. For when Moses had spoken every precept of the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of goats with water and with scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book and all the people, just the people, not, not Gentiles, all nations, just the children of Israel, saying, this is the blood of the testament which God has enjoined unto you. He done this between Exodus 24, verse 4, down through verse 8 you can read that this is when that happened exodus 24 verse 4 and down through 8 verse 21 of romans chapter 9 moreover he sprinkled the book and the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry and almost all things by the law purged are by the law purged with blood without and without shedding of blood there was no remission so the israelites had to have a sacrifice because the blood of that sacrifice was the atonement of their sin which was mentioned back in leviticus 17 verse 11. now watch this let's go back to romans chapter 3 because they don't distinct the differences between the law. There were two laws, two covenants going on in the time of Christ. One covenant was the performance to the Ten Commandments, and when you broke them, this the priesthood would commit the condemnation. Watch this. It says, Romans chapter 3, verse 21, but now the righteousness of God without the law 
same law, which is the knowledge of sin, keeping it in context, is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. The righteousness of the law by faith. Now, brothers and sisters, I'm going to tell you something. Here's where the preacher can't escape. The righteousness of the law. See, Paul is telling you the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus. The faith of Jesus. The righteousness, which is by faith. Wait a minute now. Let's drop down to verse 27. It says, where is boasting then? Is it excluded by what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. See, we that keep the law don't keep it by the works because there is no temple or no priesthood. We keep it by faith. We keep the feast by faith, not by the works of the priesthood. That's why Christ says, see, we see the law of faith. See, so faith has something to do with the law. Wow. Matthew 23, verse 23. See, people that you have never people have never been taught that faith and the law cannot be separated. Matthew 23, verse 23 again. Woe unto you, scribes, Pharisee, hypocrites, for ye pay tithes of men and on this and coming and have omitted the weightier matters. The heavy, weightier matters mean the heavy matters of the law, which is judgment, grace, which is mercy, and faith. Faith is a matter of the law. But the reason why, see, the reason why people don't understand that you cannot separate faith from the law is because they have never taught faith from the First Testament into the New Testament. They have never taught faith truly in these Sunday churches. When you keep the righteousness of God by faith, you're keeping the righteousness of God by the law. Because faith is in the law. And when you go back and look at Psalms, 119 verse 86, it already says it. All thy commandments are faithful. The commandments are faith. Faithful means continuing faith. All his commandments are of faith. Psalms 119 verse 86. All thy commandments are faithful. They persecute me wrongfully. Help us thou me. Because everything written in Deuteronomy 28 what happened to the children of Israel? God is faithful whether his promise is of good and of evil. When we go back to 1 Kings, I'm going to show you. 1 Kings 8, verse 56 says, Blessed be the Lord that has given rest to his people, Israel, according to all that he has promised. There hath not failed one word of all his good promise which he promised by the hand of Moses' servant. Nothing of God will fail. If God told us that 
in Deuteronomy 28, we kept the commandments. It's good for, for it's good because his word said it. But for us, woe, woe unto us. That's why David says, help us thou me. When you look at Psalms 119, verse 38, thy testimonies that thou hast commanded are righteous and very faithful. See, the faith was already in the law. That's why when you go to Hebrews 11, Enoch had faith. Noah had faith. Abraham had faith. Sarah had faith. These men had faith ever since the First Testament. Moses had faith. I think in Numbers Numbers 12. So brothers and sisters, Numbers 12, verse 7, he was deemed faithful. How can these men, how can faith be in the law or written in the law, as Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4.13? Brothers and sisters of the Most High, faith and the law cannot be separated. So, when you go back and you look at this, brothers and sisters, with spiritual eyes, you're going to see that the law of sin, that is the knowledge of sin, is talking again about what the Bible says, which is sacrifice. Stay tuned. listening to a light to the children's ministry welcome back brothers and sisters of the most high let's read on let's go to romans back to romans 3 verse 22 says even the righteousness of god which is by faith faith remember when you start taking a look at the works because he's talking to the pharisee who are executing the law of sin and death, the law of sin. Paul's going to break this down beautifully as we go into it. He's going to write it. The, your Sunday pastors just manipulate the verses. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. Now it is to all them that believe. But remember, if you have not been taught what believe means, because believe is not a thought, believe is an action. Believe is not a thought, it is an action. So watch this. Let's go back to uh, Luke 8. Luke 8, verse. 11 christ is going to explain what well, verse 10 we're going to read down to verse 12. it says unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of god luke 8 and 10 but to others in parables that seeing they might not see and hearing they might not understand now this is now the parable is this the seed he's going to explain the seed the seed is the word of God. 
the word of God is the law of God. The word of God is mentioned in Isaiah 40, verse 8. The same phrase, word of God. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8, it says this. It says, the grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. The word of God is the law of God. Law, the word is the law. When we go back to Psalms 103, verse 20, Psalms 103, verse 20 says, Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, and do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. The word of God is the commandments. The word of God is the commandments. Proverbs 13, verse 13, real quick. Proverbs 13, verse 13 says, Whoso despises the word shall be destroyed, but he that feareth the commandment shall be rewarded. The word is the commandments. The word of God are the commandments of God. Verse 12, Luke 8, verse 12. Those by the wayside are they that hear, then cometh the devil. The devil. Then cometh the devil. Who again is the devil? Who again is the devil? First John 3 and 8. He that committeth sin, he that transgresses the Ten Commandments, is of the devil. Your Sunday preachers are of the devil because they transgress the law. They're of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So when in Luke it says, then come the devil and taketh away the word, the law, out of their hearts lest they should believe through the law, the word, and be saved. To believe was to be believers through the law. That's why 2 Timothy, you wonder. You wonder. 1 Timothy. I'm going to show you something, brothers and sisters. Wait a minute. I, I don't want. I don't want Timothy. I want Corinthians. Second Corinthians. Let's go to Second Corinthians. I was going to go to a scripture in Timothy. I like Second Corinthians, chapter six, verse fourteen, better. It says, "Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers." Watch. Watch what an unbeliever is. Watch what an unbeliever is. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What is righteousness? Remember the righteousness of God by faith, which is in the law. What is unrighteousness? Oh, let's go back to Romans 6. Romans chapter 6. Let's explain what unrighteousness is. Neither yield your members, this is Romans 6, 13, neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. 
So unrighteousness is the transgression of the law. So believers are, I mean, believers keep the law and unbelievers transgress the law. So if you transgress the law, you do not believe. What does that go back to? Second Kings, second Kings 17. I'm going to show you verse 14 real quick. Now, when we read verse 13, it says again, yet the Lord testified against Israel and against Judah by all his prophets and by all the seers saying, turn ye from your evil ways and keep my commandments and my statutes according to all the law, which I commanded your fathers, which I sent to you by my servant, the prophets notwithstanding they would not hear but hardened their necks like to the neck of their fathers and did not believe in the lord their god when they transgressed they didn't believe in the lord you cannot believe in christ or the father transgressing the ten commandments you cannot when you look at psalm 78 the old testament and the new testament say the same thing psalm 78 Verse 31 says, the wrath of God came from upon them and he slew the fattest of them and smote down the chosen men of Israel. For all this, they still sinned. They still transgressed the law. They, they sinned still and believe not in his wonder, wondrous works. The wondrous works are the laws. Psalm 78, verse seven, that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments. The wondrous works were the laws. And you could see that the wondrous works are the laws by going on your own leisure. Write the scripture down, Psalms 119, verse 27. The wondrous works were the law. They believed not because they did not believe. They were deemed unrighteous. So when we go back to Romans 3, we're seeing, brothers and sisters, that Paul is not talking about the Ten Commandments. He's talking about the law of the priesthood, sacrifice, the works of the law. And those that believe are justified. Those that sin yet keep that law of Moses going, you're not justified by the works of the temple which is called law hebrews 10 and 8. for all have sinned and come short of the glory of god because i said before and i'll say it again proverbs 19 verse 11 says it is glory for a man to pass over transgression verse 24 romans chapter 3 being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in jesus christ so now it says be being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Jesus Christ. Grace, what, what being justified freely mean? We already read it. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. See, the pastors try to separate words. This is a word game. The Bible is a word game to preachers. It's a word game. 
Mercy and sacrifice are the same thing. They mean the same. You could see it in Psalms. I'm, I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, it's a, the Christianity used the Bible and twist the words, and you would think, oh, grace is some uh, thing that, and, and mercy is different. No. The law came through grace. Psalms 119, verse 29, remove from me the way of lying and grant me thy law graciously. The law was granted to us by the grace. Not the temple, but the law itself. That's why Noah received grace. Noah was not a worker of the law. He was a preacher of the righteousness in faith. Take a Peter 2 and 5. He was the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, not by the works of a temple. There was no temple. So when you go back to Romans chapter 3, it says, whom God has set forth, verse 25, to be a propitiation through the faith in his blood, in his blood, not the blood of the bull and the goat that it was at first. See, we read that in the of the law is the knowledge of sin. To declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past, that are past, past mean in the old covenant. Through the forbearance of God. Watch verse 26. To declare, I say, at this time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in the Messiah. But you cannot be a believer on the Messiah transgressing the Ten Commandments. We just read it. And Sunday church transgressed the commandments. Watch this. Where is boasting? Verse 27. Where is boasting then? It is excluded by what law of works? Nay, but by the law of faith, because faith has always been a matter of the law. That's why when we go back to Psalm 78, Psalms 78, David wrote through the Holy Ghost, Psalm 78. This is talking about the children of Israel. It says, yet they tempted, Psalm 78, verse 56, yet they tempted and provoked the Most High God and kept not his testimonies, his law, but turned back and dealt unfaithfully, unfaithfully. Like their fathers, they were turned aside like a deceitful boat. So their faith, or I should say their, un their unfaithfulness was because they did not keep God's laws. Unfaithfully means against faith. It is the opposite of faith. You sin, you are unfaithful and an unbeliever. That's why when we look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, I'm going to show you Paul says this, verse 2, 
Verse 1. Finally, brethren, pray for us. 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 1, that the word of the law, the law, the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified. Free, the law of the Lord may have free course. The law, the word of God is the law of God may have free course, free course. And be glorified even as it is within you that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. Wicked men are lawless men. What are wicked men? See, let me, what does what it mean? Watch this, Psalms 119. What's wicked? What's wicked men? Psalms 119 verse 53 says, horror has taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake thy law. Wicked means a forsaker of the law. A forsaker of the law. That's what wicked means. Wicked as a this is what the Bible says about wicked. Psalms 59. No, let me let's go to Proverbs. Because I got plenty of them. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 16 says, When the wicked are multiplied, transgression of the law increaseth. Transgression. But the righteous shall see their fall. We're going to see their fall. So when we look at 2 Thessalonians 3 and 2 again, it says that we may be delivered from unreasonable and unlawful men, for all men have not faith. You cannot have faith and you transgress the law. You cannot be a believer and you transgress the law. Point is, brothers and sisters, that Paul is not talking about the Ten Commandments in Romans 3. The knowledge of sin came through sacrifice, which is also called law. Watch Paul. Romans 3, verse 28. Therefore, we conclude that a man is not is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. What is he talking about? The law of sin in verse 20. But your pastors want to make you believe it is the Ten Commandments. No, it's not. The Ten Commandments are the faithful law. There is no faith. That's why, let's go to the scripture. Way back in Moses who had the Holy Ghost. Remember, when you read uh, Isaiah 63, verse 10 and 11, you'll understand that Moses also had the Holy Ghost. Let's see what he wrote in Deuteronomy 32. This, 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 is to the priest. God is, Moses is writing a song. He says, but Jeshurun waxed fat and kicked. Jeshurun is Israel, Isaiah 44, verse 2. Thou art waxing fat and grown thick. Thou art covered with fatness. Then forsook God, God which made him, and lightly esteemed the rock of his salvation. They provoked him to jealousy with strange gods with abomination, sins, provoke they provoke they him to anger. They sacrificed unto devils, not to God, to gods whom they knew not, to new gods that newly came up whom your fathers feared not. Now watch this. I'm, going, I'm not going to read it all, but Moses continued. Let's go down to verse 20. Moses continued. And he said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end shall be. For they are a 
very forward generation, children in whom is no faith. Faith was talked about way back. But now, what, what does it mean? Waxing fat. Jeremiah 5, 26. See, your priest in the Sunday church, your so-called minister, I'm not going to break this down. Watch this. What does it mean, waxing fat? Jeremiah 5, verse 26 says, For among my people are found wicked men. They lay in wait. As he that setteth snares, they set a trap. They catch men. Verse 27. As a cage is full of birds, so are their houses full of deceit, lies against the law. Therefore, they are become great, waxing rich, waxing fat, like your pastors, wicked men. Watch this. They are waxing fat. They shine, yea. They overpass the deeds of the wicked. They don't, they don't judge the wicked people. That's why George Floyd could get killed. That's why Breonna Taylor can get killed. That's why Eric Garner can get killed. And none of your pastors. That's why Bill Cosby could get put in prison. Nick Cannon was persecuted because he told the truth that the blacks that the blacks are the true Jews of the Bible. Deshaun Jackson could be persecuted. And none of the Sunday ministers, T.D. Jakes, Creflo Dollar, Frederick K. Price Jr., Juanita Bynum, none of them. Tony Evans. Nor your Grecian white ministers have ever stood up for right. They never come in and weigh in. Hurricane Katrina. Oh, let's send T.D. Jakes of Creflo Dollar over there to calm the people down who were trying to escape from the south side to the north, crossing the bridge when the white folks met them with guns. Let's send them over there to quiet them down. Every time it comes to a matter of judgment and righteousness, your preachers, your Sunday preachers, never judge the matter. Verse 28 of Jeremiah chapter 5. They wax in fat. They do that. They shine, yea, they overpass the deeds of the wicked, which is done by this nation. They judge not the cause, they call the cause of the fathers, yet they prosper, yet they prosper. They wax fat. And the right of the of the needy do they not judge. See, those that are in need, they don't judge the matter. They don't stand up for the needy of the people. There's no faith in these Sunday churches, none, because they are exactly like the Pharisee, wanting to wax rich, covetousness, as it says in Luke 16, 14. Let's go back to Romans chapter 3. Watch this, verse 29. Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also the God of the Gentiles? Yes, the Gentiles also. Now let's go back to Acts 15, verse 23. See, a lot of people don't understand these Gentiles are Israelites. They never will. Acts 15, verse 23 says, and they wrote letters by them after this manner, that the apostles and elders and brethren 
sent greetings to the brethren. The brethren, they're listen. Romans 9 tell you that the brethren, watch this. Romans 9, verse 3, real quick, for I could wish that myself were cursed from from uh, the Christ for my brethren and my kinsmen according to the flesh. I'm going to read the front of verse 4. Who are Israelites, to whom pertaineth the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the service of God, and the promises. See, Jews, Caucasian Greeks did not call black Jews brethren. The church, you get this Christian church where black people and white people, oh, that's my brethren. No, we're two different nations. Even Pontius Pilate can cut them. Pontius Pilate cut the crap out of them when you look at John chapter 18. John chapter 18 and verse 35, Pilate said, Pilate answered, am I a Jew, thine own nation? Pilate was a Roman. He says, am I a Jew, thine own nation? And the chief priest has delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? They never confessed to be brothers at all. They were enemies against each other. Let's go back to Romans. Now, I could have went to John 7, 35. John 7, 35. See, these are the scriptures your pastors high. John 7, verse 35, where it says, John 7, 35, when it says, and, they, and, and, and watch this. Because Christ said in verse 34, you shall seek me and shall not find me. And where I am, thither you cannot come. He was talking about heaven, which shows you people can't go to heaven. Where I go, you cannot come. You can't come with me where I'm going. Verse 35. Then said the Jews amongst themselves, Whether will he go that we shall not find him? Will he go unto the dispersed among the Gentiles and teach the Gentiles? Who was dispersed among the Gentiles? The book of Ezekiel 12, 15. I just want one verse. Ezekiel 12, verse 15. These preachers will never do this. Ezekiel 12, verse 15 says, And they shall know that I am the Lord, when I shall scatter thee among the nations and disperse them in the country. He's talking about Israel. The Jews called those that were dispersed, which were the children of Israel, Gentiles. But Sunday church overlooks it, overlooks it, overlooks it. That's blaspheme of what's written by the Holy Ghost. Again and again, they're caught up in the beast power it says this the verse romans 3 verse 30 seeing it is one god which shall justify the circumcision which is those that are under the law of moses and sacrifice and the uncircumcision through faith which are the gentiles because the gentiles have not been circumcised yet because they're in the custom of the heathen. There are what you call the, un, the, the uncircumcision. But watch this. Paul's going to say this. Do we 
then make void the law through faith. Paul's saying, do we make void the law of sin through faith? Do we make void this law through the faith? God forbid, we're not making void of the law through the faith, even though faith isn't in it. God forbid, for we establish the law. Through faith, we establish the law. Paul's not talking about making void of the Ten Commandments through faith because the Ten Commandments are the faith. He's talking about the knowledge of sin. No, Paul is saying we're not making void of that through the faith because Christ said, when you look back at Matthew 23, verse 23, again, Matthew 23, verse 23, again, you're going to see something. It says, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees that sit in Moses' seat. Remember, it says in Matthew 23, verse 2, scribes and Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So they are the judges and the rulers of the people. Christ says, woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, which hypocrites means sinners. Isaiah. Let's see. You got to know what these things mean. Who's the hypocrite? Are those that keep the law hypocrites or those that don't keep the law hypocrites? Isaiah 33. And these scriptures prove it. That's why these Sunday ministers are beginning to get more and more restless because we're proving what things are by the book. Isaiah 33 verse 14 says, The sinners of Zion are afraid. Fearfulness has surrounded the hypocrite. The hypocrite, I'm going to stop there. The hypocrite are sinners, transgressors of the law, which is what your Sunday pastors are. They're hypocrites. They're teaching the Bible. They got the Bible in their hands, but they don't teach the scriptures as commanded because they're under the command of the devil, which has the power to send through the National Council of Churches doctrine against the truth of the Bible. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisee hypocrites, for you pay tithes, Matthew 23, verse 23, of anis common, anis and common, of mint and anis and common, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. Faith is of the law, as I said. Watch this. These ought ye to have done, and not to leave the other undone. What is the other undone? The other undone are the works of the law of the temple the first thing that god wanted was the coupling of faith first which was of the ten commandments and by teaching that to the people they would bring less works of the temple but the pharisee said no we're covetous we're going to ignore the commandments the ten and we're going to continue letting the people bring the works into us, the money, the sheep, the goats to us. And the people remain in their sin, like your Sunday pastors do today. As long as you remain in your sin and they get rich, they do not care. They do not explain it. Stay tuned.
listening. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Welcome back. Now we we we're gonna go to again because they they use this now, but they also use Romans chapter seven to prove their point. Now I'm gonna read Romans chapter seven verse seven, but I, I want to show you because remember Paul was a Pharisee. This is what I mean when I say Paul was a Pharisee. When you go back to Acts 23, verse 6, but when Paul perceived that one part was Sadducee and the other Pharisee, he cried out in the council, men and brethren, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee of the hope of the resurrection of the dead, I am called. So Paul admits, hey, when he's seen his opportunity, he said, look, I'm a Pharisee. Pharisee. Now, watch this. Romans 7, verse 7. What shall we say then? Romans 7, verse 7. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay. No, he says, no, it's not sin. So why are the pastors calling the law sin? I'm going to show you. Why are they calling the Ten Commandments sin? I'm going to prove to you that this is the Ten Commandments he's talking about. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin but by the law. Which law? For I had not known lust except the law say thou shalt not covet. That's the Ten Commandments. Watch Luke 16, 14. Now Paul was a Pharisee. Paul was a Pharisee. Luke 16, verse 14 says, and the Pharisee also who were covetous heard all the thing, all these things, and they derided him. See, the Pharisee again kept not the ten because they wanted, they were covetous. They were not interested in teaching the Ten Commandments to the people because it would have meant less offerings like your preacher today, it would have meant less offerings. If you don't sin, see, the word of God is free. It runs a free course. You don't have to pay for the word of God. But these preachers want that sacrifice, which today is a dollar. Now let's go to Romans chapter 7, why I got this last little time. Romans chapter 7. And I'm going to read verse 22 down. It says, But for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. So in the mind, the inward man is the mind. I delight in the law of the Lord. But watch this. But I see another law. Uh, do you not understand? Another law. So it's not one law, but two. It's not one law, but two. There is another law working in Paul's members. Another one. Warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into the captivity of the law of sin, which is in my members. So the law of sin, we're going to find out. If the Ten Commandments are the law of sin, or is Paul talking about sacrifice? 
We're going to read it right now. Which law he's talking about. Oh, verse 24. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Now, I'm going to show you this. He goes on to say, through Jesus Christ our Lord, so then which the that with the mind, the conscious, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Paul was a Pharisee, and they kept the Levitical priesthood, the Pharisee, which sat in Moses' seat, kept the law of sin. Law of sin. Of, 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 of. The book of Leviticus, chapter 6. Again, the book of Leviticus, chapter 6. Leviticus. This is the law given to the Levites, the Levitical priesthood. Leviticus, chapter 6. It says, speak unto Aaron and to his son, saying, this is the law of, of sin offering, a law of the sin, the law of, of the sin offerings. In the place where the burnt offerings is killed, shall the sin offerings be killed before the Lord. And it's most holy, the law of sin. Verse uh, chapter seven, verse one again. This is the law of trespassing, the trespass offering. It is most holy. Notice it says of the law of. This is not talking about the Ten Commandments. The law of sin given to the priesthood. See that is what's in Paul's members. Him being a former Pharisee, that law of sin was in his members. He was raised in that. Acts 22. He had the zeal of God. Acts 22. It says, For I am verily a man which am a Jew born in Tarsus, a city in Cilicia, yet brought up in this city at the feet of Gamliel and taught according to the perfect manner of the law, the perfect manner of the law of the fathers, and was zealous toward God as ye all are this day. Paul is telling you right there, he was raised a Pharisee. who did the works of the law of sin. Watch verse 8. There are now, watch this, chapter 8, I mean, chapter 8, verse 1. There is now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit, because the law is spiritual, the Ten Commandments are spiritual, of life in Christ. So Christ brought the commandments back. As it says in Isaiah 42, verse 21, he shall magnify the law and make it honorable. That's why when we went to um, 
Creflo Dollar, the series with Creflo Dollar. Creflo Dollar was trying to say that the teachings of Christ by magnifying the law, which he was saying that we cannot do by our minds, which is the spirit, because he knew that the law was the Ten Commandments that Christ was instilling in us in Matthew 5, the Beatitudes, verses 20, uh, verses, I'll say one, well, I'll say the whole sermon, sermon from Matthew 5, verses 1 to Matthew 7, verse 21. But Creflo Dollar knew that Christ was magnifying the law past the law of sin. That's what he was doing. For the law of the spirit of Christ Jesus that made me free from the law of sin and death. The same law of sin and death he's talking about in verse 25. Two laws. The law of sin and death is not the law of the spirit in Christ Jesus. The spiritual law are the Ten Commandments because they deal with the spirit, the morale. The law of sin and death was condemnation by the sin that you committed. You were put to death, which was committed by the Pharisee. That's why Paul was struck down on the road to Damascus, because he was killing and offending against God's people. Those that believed not in the works of the law of sin and death, but by the spirit like we do today. The law of sin is not the Ten Commandments. The law of sin is the works of sacrifice and the temple. You sinned against the law and you died. That was the judgment given to the Levitical priesthood. That's why it says in Hebrews 10 verse 28, it says, Hebrews 10, 28, he that despises Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Died. That was the law of condemnation and the law of sin and death right there. The Ten Commandments condemns no one. But the law of, the, it, it doesn't condemn. Although, although now that that law of sin has been removed through the blood of Christ that we might fulfill the law as it says in Romans 8 verse 4. If we, if we continue in sin, if we continue to transgress the law, verse 28 of Hebrews chapter 10 again, he that despised Moses' law died without Mercy under two or three witnesses. The law of sin and death, of condemnation. Verse 29. How much sore punishment suppose ye shall he be worthy, thought worthy, who under, watch this, who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God and hath counted the blood of the new covenant, whereby he was sanctified by an unholy thing, and have done despite the spirit of grace. What Paul is saying is, how much so a punishment do you thought worthy of those that sin against God in Christ? 
you continuing sinning against now Christ who bought you the law of the spirit because Romans 7 14 said the law was spiritual Christ said in John 6 63 the words I speak to you are spirit they are life so when you transgress now against God when you don't keep the Ten Commandments now instead of getting the rocks and dying and being condemned by those who were given who it was given to to condemn you now the condemnation watch this John chapter 3 John chapter 3 and verse 18 says he that believeth on him is not condemned but he that believeth not don't keep the commandments is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of god it's a believe it's a believe is not your condemnation now is going to come through the end when you are resurrected out of the grave and thrown into the lake of fire there's still going to be death but not by the hands of the priest but by the judgment of god With that, brothers and sisters, all praises to the Most High. Be sure, brothers and sisters, to join us next week in another episode of the Life of the Children's Ministries where we break down scripture for the salvation of our people.